whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I am so, so excited to have my next guest here. I'm fangirling over here as I'm uh, looking at beautiful Courtney in the screen, but we have Courtney Somer, who is our founder and CEO of Lake and Sky. And like I said, I'm so thrilled to have her here. She has an amazing, amazing brand, which consists of handcrafted, therapeutic-grade essential oil blends, fragrances, and floral waters. And the idea for her products and ultimately the beginnings of her company came about when she discovered the power of fragrance while she was pregnant. And that is just so, so cool. And I can totally relate in many, many ways to that story, having a very strong sense of smell, especially when I was pregnant. But that's when she decided to translate her newfound passion into products that could connect and help others too. So I 
love, love, love that she did that and super happy that we're all able to purchase her products now and have a lot better fragrances in the world as well. But the Omnichannel brand is sold in major retailers and over 150 boutiques and lifestyle stores all over North America. And of course, it's also online. And I love the fact that they plant a tree with every online order through the organization One Tree Planted. So we'll chat a little bit more about that, but I'm super Super thrilled to welcome Courtney. Hello. Hello, Kara. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Very, very excited. So would you share, how would you describe your company? I've gotten your bio, and uh, but I'd love to hear if somebody walks up to you and says, Courtney, so what is Lake and Sky? Yes. So I consider us a modern and conscious beauty brand. So what that means essentially is that We put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into all of the products that we make. So essentially, I have a wellness background that came about through a wellness crisis in my early 20s, pre-social media and all that, and that I went on to study various forms of healing techniques, um, which we can get into. But essentially, I set out to infuse kind of all of the knowledge that I gathered over the years into products and bring them out into the world. So I think about them as like a gift that you give to yourself that you can use throughout your day. That's the way we look at our packaging, the way we look at our formulas. And I also think that fragrance has the ability to be a force for wellness. I think not only with aromatherapy, but with fragrance, with candles, with scenting our lives, it can help to change your emotions, to make you feel better, change the energy in your space. So I think it has a lot of ability to kind of heal Um, because we're all under a lot of stress these days. So that's how I think about our brand. I love it. So you were an editor at Domino, and you also had various other stints, including at Vogue. And then, as you just mentioned, you studied uh, natural healing techniques. Did you always know that eventually, with all of that amazing experience, you would go and start your own company? I did. It's a funny thing. I always had this dream of mine to do something on my own. My father is an entrepreneur. My husband is an entrepreneur. And I did a few different companies before that. I started a production company with a friend of mine. I had a small jewelry business in my early 20s, always kind of something on the side. And this was something, you know, when I think about our company, it was not VC-backed, white space business plan. This was something that was created out of my kitchen with um, a baby at home. And it kind of grew from there. Wow, that's amazing. So talk to me a little bit about the founding story. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Sure. So as I mentioned in my early 20s, like, you know, before wellness was an industry, let alone a term. And you think about pre-social media, how there's so much information out there on wellness, on how to make yourself feel better through what you eat, how your energy is, meditation, all these kinds of things that we can do. Um, we just didn't have that, you know, 20 plus years ago. And I had a health crisis. I had multiple surgeries, went from doctor to doctor. I had one doctor at one point kind of open a book with my diagnosis and show me that there was no solution. So on a last resort and a whim, I went to go see a healer and intuitive. And uh, first time in there, he was able to kind of give me all this information that I had been seeking for a very long time. Um, and I sparked a passion within me. I wanted to learn everything that he did. So I went on over 10 plus years to study various forms of healing techniques, including kundalini yoga, prenatal yoga, aromatherapy, Reiki, meditation, and nutrition. And I'm certified in about half those things. Kundalini yoga really became my go-to. I still do it every day as much as I can. It's kind of my favorite thing. I went and took one class and I signed up for the teacher training right after. And the people there thought I was completely crazy. (laughs) But 
when I had done that, I really like studying all of this. I wanted to figure out how I could not only make this my career, but how I could help people through all of this knowledge that I had. Like, what could I do? I never took the teacher training thinking that I would sit in front of a class and teach. I always knew it would be through a business aspect. And I just kind of had to figure out what that was. So when I first launched the business, um, I had always loved fragrance. I started with aromatherapy blends and fragrance oils. And that was the rollerball format that we still have um, in some of our products now. And the idea... Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart. Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week, too like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is Super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, 
think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It was that it was literally something you throw in your bag, take it out if you needed it for boost of confidence right before a meeting to like feel better. It was just kind of this thing I wanted you to be able to have throughout the day. Um, and that's how we launched. And we launched in uh, 2015, Lake and Sky are my girls' middle names. We launched in a few stores in New York and LA just through kind of contacts and people I knew through the industry and very quickly realized that 1111 was kind of this runaway bestseller. So I had people emailing me. I did a little bit of PR, not much marketing. My background was in branding and fashion. So um, I kind of had to figure out what marketing was as I went. But I started to quickly get these emails and these phone calls saying, I smelled your perfume on someone in a taxi literally at Target, at the, my doctor was wearing it. Like it just kind of had this groundswell about it from this fragrance. And that's kind of how the company was born. So you mentioned the scent 1111. It's one of your kind of flagship uh, scents still to this day. So why is it that, why do you think people are so attracted to it? It's a great question. I mean, I think this one, the way I think about it is it's really like a crowd pleaser. One, I think our scents are you know, I love the term skin sense. That has become such a popular term within fragrance um, and on perfume talk, as we see there, in the sense that um, it's we, we aren't scents that kind of come or fragrance that comes in a room and overpowers it. You smell it from, you know, 15 feet away. It's more intimate. It's more subtle. It's a scent you wear for yourself, which I think was a trend we also saw during COVID. The initial trends were that people thought that fragrance is, was really going to tank, right? Like lipstick, like we're all wearing masks. No one's going to want it. Like fragrance itself, people wear it. The idea that people wear fragrance for when they go out of their house, they wear it for other people. But instead, we saw the opposite. Our sales did amazingly well, not only with candles, but with fragrance because people were wearing them for themselves and also because it made them feel better. Like that's when we saw, you know, this whole um, trend behind what's the science of what scent can do for you, how it can change your mood and make you feel better. So that's amazing. What is the base of the 1111? So like what, what is the smell that people are smelling that they're so attracted to? It's a blend of white ambers and musk. So it's a very simple scent. I think people just love it. It's very ethereal, very light. People that tend to go towards a musk fragrance tend to kind of stick in that genre and really love it. It's unisex, light, subtle, and it's really great for layering too. So for instance, if people go for our body oil, they'll wear that as kind of the main thing and then they'll layer it with another product of one of ours or another brand. When you're creating a fragrance, what is the process of that? I mean, where do you get inspired? Do you look around other brands for ideas or do you just kind of get out in nature and, and start to really pay attention a little bit more? Yeah. So they come from different places, I would say. For instance, like um, Santal Grey is a fragrance we just launched in September. This was our seventh scent. It's an Allure Best of Beauty winner, won the same week that it launched. 
And it was, this was because I always loved sandalwood and I wanted to make something with that scent. So it was, it was more, that one was built around one note that I was like, how can we do this as a wearable everyday scent and do something different with it? So that's how that one came about. Others ones will be inspired by um, an event or a time, for instance, Cote du Paradis. That one is our beach day in a bottle. It's warm, it's sunny, it's sweet. And that one we developed during COVID because it was the idea of kind of being able to get out or go to the beach when, you know, I live in a place where the beach isn't nearby. So it kind of, it, inspiration comes from different places. I love that. So what were some of the biggest challenges when you were first getting going? You mentioned that you went into some stores. Uh, did you just start in one market? Did you actually get it into some stores on both coasts? I mean, what was kind of the process and what was probably the most challenging thing? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. As an entrepreneur, as I'm sure you know, there's challenges every day, big and small. Um, I had one pretty big challenge. Uh, when I first launched the business, I launched it on a, under a different name. And I launched it and very quickly had a trademark issue. So, oh. And this came about through someone I actually knew, um, sent me a cease and desist. They had seen what I was doing. Um, and again, like I said, this was something at home. I never expected that I would grow it to kind of what it is now. But that being said, it was basically a fumble out of the gates, right? And I just spent all this time, all this money on developing the product, the website, everything. But the good thing was that it happened right as I launched, almost immediately. So I very quickly had to pull back. If it had happened six months or a year later, that would have been a lot more difficult. And the good thing is that I see it as if it's a course correction from the universe. Reason being, I got to do it. It's almost like if you were going to do construction or a renovation on your house, and then you got to do it again right? And then you kind of know all these things that you never would have known before. So when I did it again, renamed the business Lake and Sky after my girls' names, and that was all trademarked and all buttoned up legally. But then I also went back and I added 1111. I changed the formulas. I changed the product line. I changed the, de- the design, the branding, everything. Started from scratch again. It was not a fun process. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. I had to go back and get another job. It took a, over a year to redo it. Um, and many times I was like, am I going to actually do this? This is crazy. Why am I doing this again? How do I even know if it's going to be successful? I have, there's no indication that any of this is going to ever work. But there was something within me that I knew I had to do it. I had already done it once. I was like, I could do it again. And why not? This was something I'd wanted to do for a long time. So that was a real challenge. But when I look back on it now, it's much easier to see it as like, oh, well, I would have had to fix things anyway, right? It wasn't set up in a way that I think it was scalable. The name wasn't what it should have been. The branding, I don't think, was as good as when it was when we launched. So I got to redo it. So did you actually have the trademark or you had filed for it, but you hadn't gotten it yet? I had just started. Yeah. Yeah. So I had just started the process, started to put the, pro- you know, and again, I only thought this was going to be something small I do outside, you know, and it made me in a sense, once I trademarked it and had the business and the LLC and kind of done all of that, it made me think about it and consider it in a much more serious light. Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to put this investment into it into a second time. Like now I'm going to, this is not just something I'm going to do at home. I'm going to put my full force and my full intention behind it. Yeah. And I think that slowed through the products and through the the branding and the website and the design. Um, I think that really came across. Let's talk about growth. You probably started your business because you saw an opportunity in the market. And now, well, there might be an opportunity for even more growth. You wanted to be CEO, not the tech support or receptionist, and especially not the person your customers reach out to. That's not great for them. It's not great for you. And it's definitely not great for growth. 
We're 24-7 in touch. We'll focus on your customer experience so you can focus on growth. We'll help optimize the business so you can grow the business. We'll develop tailored solutions that deliver strong and consistent performances that will take your business to the next level. We partner with leading global brands, and we'd love to partner with you too. Visit letstalkintouch.com to learn more. We've talked to a few people, and we've certainly had trademark uh, issues along the way too. And actually, we've you know fought it internationally at Hint. Um, very, and we take, as I have said many times, we take our trademarks very, very seriously. So, but it's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs and founders just think, oh, eventually I'll do it. Let me just see what happens first with the company. But the last thing you want to do is sort of slow down or rebrand if you don't have to, yep. right? It's a, it's something yep. that is a, that's a must. So find your trademark attorney and have a good one, I think is the, yeah. is the big message there. So Funding a company, especially for female entrepreneurs, and especially these days, is very, very tricky, but not impossible. I'd love to hear, have you uh, taken outside funding or have you self-funded the company? So we've done it in a different way. So I self-funded it for the first two years Uh um, while working other jobs and freelancing. And then um, we were actually profitable in the first year. So granted, that was a very small profit, but it was still profitable. So I'll take that. Um, and then I wound up meeting this company um, through someone that worked there on the side had a blog and they were doing a beauty blog and they called me in, you know, said, let's, I'd love to do a piece on you. So I went in and met with her and she said, oh, and we also do warehousing and distribution. So at that time I was like, oh, I don't have to do this on my kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. All the labels on myself. Great. Let's talk. So that company over years actually became a partner of mine. Um, So it kind of happened that way where first we had a contract and I essentially paid them for their services for about 18 months. And then when they saw the kind of business and the movement that I was doing on my products, they said, okay, let's take this to the next level. So now what we do is we actually are in a profit share agreement where essentially I am able to use um, leverage their back end of their organization for certain aspects. So essentially they help me with um, product design, product development, uh, warehousing, you know, claims, legal, um, registering products, all of that testing, QA, QC, like that aspect of the business. I'm still the CEO um, and I manage to have my hands in everything. All PD is, you know, um, approved and done by me and all of that. But I do help. I do work with their organization in that way. And they're fantastic partners. Oh, that's great. I love all these creative ways that people have been able to figure it out, right? And I think that there's no one way um, to do things. Yeah. And I think what's interesting about that is we see so much of people being celebrated for going out and raising all this money mm-hmm. right when they launch or at certain parts and they're giving up, they have to give up a majority of their company or, you know, the control becomes such a big question. And I think it's almost like when we talk to people, they're very surprised at the idea of how we're doing this and this that this is a different way to do it. But it's what has always felt right for me. You know, when we went out and we had talked to investors about money and the ideas that they were going to control or have certain, it just wasn't right at the time. Maybe down the the line, I'm never not going to say never, but I know for the growth stage that we're at, this was the right decision. It's interesting that the industry doesn't seem as open in many respects to kind of more creative ways that people are running businesses. Because I think in this climate, you you have to be, yeah. right? There's not the only one way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget. I met uh, early on when I was starting Hint, I met Lara from Lara Bar. And she had done kind of the first ever 
sort of similar arrangement to what you're talking about with her co-packer. And no one was doing that. And I think that, you know, again, leave it to the female entrepreneurs to sort of come up with these ideas. But again, sometimes you just have to get creative. And what's the worst that can happen? They say no, um, right? You don't, and or you back up or you pivot away from that or whatever. And I think that the more you can do that as an entrepreneur, if you sort of have the goal in mind, I got to get this launched, I've got to do direct to consumer, I've got to get this funded, I've just got to figure out a way, that's probably the most important thing to focus on, then you got to figure out how. And I love your story so much. So what have you enjoyed most about being an entrepreneur? You came from a family of entrepreneurs as you and I were talking about your husband has been in the hotel resort industry. You've been around it, but what have you enjoyed most about it? I think what I still enjoy the most about it is when people tag us when they're using the product, the good feedback that we get, the reviews. And I think being a part of it, it makes me so happy when I see customers showing what they're using every day and we're on the shelf or they're like, this makes me so happy. This reminds me of my mom. This reminds me of a family member. I wore this on my wedding day. So to be able to create a product that lives out in the world and makes people feel elevated, feel happy, that was the whole intention behind the brand. So I think that like, you know, there's a, in, in, in a day, there can be so many wins and losses and things and hurdles and all that. So when you see those kind of bright lights, you know, it kind of reminds you like, oh, that's why, that's why I'm doing this. Right. So I love to hear that. Yeah, I always tell people that my biggest motivation comes from consumers. But even during those most challenging days, I think back on the consumer comments. And before launching my own company, I just didn't hear that, that consumer feedback like I do with a, you know, with a physical company. And I'm so curious. I mean, you had been an editor of Domino, were people ever like writing saying, oh my gosh, you changed my life, right? Like you're, there's something about physical goods, even though I think it's hard, right? You're, you know, you're dealing with a lot of stuff that you just can't even imagine dealing with and making sure that these consumers are listened to and satisfied and all of that. But I feel like the consumer really saves you in, in many ways, you know, when they're giving you this feedback. And would you say that as well? Definitely. And I think what's interesting about creating a product is like, there's so much time and effort that goes into it. I almost think about it too, like when you think of a movie, how much effort went into like a movie and then people watch it and they're like, "Eh, I like it or I hate it, right? Like that's the instant reaction. And you think about a product and scent is so subjective, so subjective. We will spend a year plus working on a scent and when it comes out, we really don't know how the consumer is going to react. We'll have tested it with friends and family and our peers and people within the organization, but you really, you don't know what the reaction is going to be. Um, and sometimes it surprises you. You know, 11.11, I loved that scent when we first made it. And Perfumer looked at me when we made it and said, this one is going to sell. That's what she said. And we said, okay, let's leave it. That's it. We're going to go with it. But you really don't know what the reaction is going to be. Um, so it's very much a wild card. I think it's still exciting, but it is stressful as a business owner. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. How old are your kids now? Nine and 11. Okay. So they're getting up there. What do you think your kids would say? about you. I mean, they're probably seeing a lot of what you do every day. As I mentioned, I think earlier, I have I have kids now that are older than yours that are in, you know, their 20s. Um, the last one almost in his 20s. But 
I think just actually seeing all of the components of, you know, starting a business and thinking about the consumer. Um, do you feel like your kids are definitely seeing a lot of what you do every day? I do. And it's funny. I was talking to of them about this last night, like just thinking that, you know, it kind of makes you when you have these types of conversation makes you reflect on what you're doing versus being kind of in the weeds every day. Mm -hmm. And I think um, my husband and I being both entrepreneurs, they see so much of it. And I'll bring them in on kind of the wins and the ups and downs. I'll say, mommy has a big meeting today with this person or this store or, you know, this publication. And they kind of know, but they love to see, they love to smell everything. I bring home all the testers. They love to give me feedback on design. I love packaging and design. That's always been a passion of mine. Um, so they see that and they see what my husband's doing when he's designing something. They love to give us their feedback. And I'm always curious because, you know, they're the next generation, mm -hmm. right, coming up. They're this TikTok coming Gen Z generation. And I'm very curious about what they like and what they're interested in. And you, they, they're exposed to so much now, much more than any of us at that age in terms of beauty, products brands, right? It's just like a different exposure. Um, so I like to kind of get their feedback and see what they're into on that level too. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. One of the key things and, you know, Gen Z, I've got sort of the lower end of millennial too, but then, you know, the Gen Z, they've been encouraged, forced, however you want to look at it to, they have to engage in classroom time, right? And so this idea of separating what you do from your kids. I mean, that just would not work with any of my children. I mean, it's just yeah. they want to know what's going on. They want to voice their opinion. They, you know, want to be a part of it. They want to be heard. You know, people have asked me all, for many years, like, oh, do you do focus groups around flavors? And I'm like, no, I, I just have my kids here and tell them to invite the most critical friends that they have because that they will tell me exactly what is going on and they've taught me so much. So I love that you're seeing and uh, feeling this as well with, with your kids. So a lot of people have ideas for products. Uh, not as many actually go and start companies. Also, do it when they're when they have young kids necessarily. What would you say to people who are sort of like, on the fence, daunted by this idea of like, I don't know if I should go start it or not. Uh, my advice has always been like, you have to be confident in your product that you're like, there's a market for this product. It's really different. And it's something that I really want to do every day because entrepreneurship is really tough. No matter what industry, it's really hard. It has not waves. It has spikes of really good things, really bad things and along the way. So what would you say to that? I think I'm with you. And I also think that there's never a great time. Yeah. Like there's never this time that like, oh, well, everything's settled now in my life. So now's the time to start it, right? It, it, that peaceful time is probably never going to come. So even when I had little babies at home, I was like, you know what? Now It, it just kind of was coming together and it was going to be then or now or never. And I took advantage of that time. But I think when starting a business, I agree, you have to have kind of belief in what you're doing. I think a part of you has to be in it. Like you have to have an authenticity of you as the founder and the story and the mission that is being driven through what you're doing. Because people see that. Whether you're on social media or not every day, I think there's an energy that's in products, that's in podcasts, that's in website. It's like a lot of people refer to it as authenticity. I just think of it as energy. Like even if I'm going to post on social media, I tend to only kind of do it when I'm in a space that I'm like feeling good. Like I feel like if I'm 
not or my energy's off or I'm cranky or whatever, I stay away. I'm not going to put anything out into the world unless I kind of have a clear energy space. And I think that just relates to when we're launching a product, when we're starting a business, it's like, really got to consider what you're putting into it, your intention, your energy, all of that has to be kind of coming from an authentic place because I think consumers can read it. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. So last question, what's the best advice that you've ever received? So I was thinking about this recently. Um, One of the things I've heard in yoga was that if your presence doesn't work, nothing will. So I always think of it as the way I go into a meeting or talking to an employee or speaking to higher ups, whoever it is, whoever, whether I bring that to home, to social media, to my products, whatever, I kind of try to bring my best self to it. It kind of goes back to the idea with starting the business too. But I think it's, it's all about kind of your presence and your energy and kind of having that as strong and as clear and intentioned as possible. I love that so much. So it was such a pleasure to talk to you, Courtney. And I'm so inspired by all of what you've created, obviously amazing products, but also your journey and and your courage to go and do something that you were really interested in doing and really passionate about it. And the quality and everything about it is just beautiful. So thank you so much for sharing all of this with us. We'll have everything in the show notes, uh, not only connections to Lake and Sky, but also to you and sharing the website, et cetera. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.